Hello, good evening, or good morning, or good afternoon, depends on when you're listening to it. I forgot that is. I forgot we're not live. Uh, I've balled this up already. Uh, anyway, welcome back to Send Him Off. Uh, a smooth intro as ever from me. I'm Sam, and with me as always is my ever-present podcasting partner, Alex. How you doing? It's been it's been two days for us. It, it, it has been two days. Possibly that was my favourite intro you've ever done. Good evening, good yeah. morning. Just covering all bases. Yeah. Anybody listening? It was, like, it was like a B Tech yeah, Truman no. show. That was like a B Tech <laughs> Truman show. Is, you said you said it was a biz, like a quick two days for us, but in the space of that two days, we have gone from being absolutely irate at football yeah. to overjoyed, and we're of course talking yeah. about the uh, Super League. But we won't get we into are. that. We'll that is not that another day. We got two Yeah, we got two guests with us today. Sam, two returning guests. Actually, two returning guests. Yeah, actually, so two, friends if of the, you're a, two friends of the podcast. Friends of the podcast. So if you're um <laughs> if you're an avid listener, which um we hope you are, uh if you're not, why aren't you? Uh <laughs> but <laughs> you may reckon you may recognize the two voices. We've got Garen Jenkins, good friend of ours, and Jordan Weber, another good friend of the podcast. How are you boys? Very well, lads. How are you keeping? Not too bad. Oh, not too dead. bad. I quite I'm fit also- in. Okay, no, that's fine. Go, no, go on, Garen. How are you as well? Yes, that's you? two podcasts in a row, and people are going on. <laughs> clearly, nobody cares about Garen. How, how are you, Garen? <laughs> I was okay, but I'm on the ropes now. <laughs> Quite fitting, we should ask how we all are as well, because yeah. uh, this episode is about uh, mental health. So, a little bit sort of more serious, a bit heavier than what we normally tackle. Um, unless you consider the Super League and Project Big Picture heavy, which yeah. might well do. Um, <laughs> oh, dear. But uh, no squad builders today. Uh, yeah, we're chatting about uh, mental health. Obviously, really important topic, particularly in the last year, given lockdown and everything. Um, a fair bit of focus today going to be on men's mental health. Uh, obviously, we are for, for men. Uh, we are men. We are for men. <laughs> yes, we are. Um <laughs> Uh, so yeah just about sort of highlighting that um gonna be chatting about sort of personal experiences going more into the football side of it later on uh but yeah so if we get started so the of... interesting thing the interesting thing about this episode is sam's gonna have to lead off because i i didn't i didn't get bullet points sam's got the bullet points i'm just here for the ride to be honest I also, to add on to that i asked sam do i need to put any notice and he said no so if i yeah, end up in my defense, I, 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 literally, I, wrote... I literally just said, like, yeah, I, I'll, I'll turn up. It's a night out for Jordan, it says. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I got, I, got my, I got a couple of cans on a go here. Like, this, <laughs> Pubs are not next week. We're coming to podcast instead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I only did my notes, like, well, I say notes. I wrote my bullet points, like, five minutes before. So um, if we start with sort of men's mental health. So some some quick stats. For you, we love a good stat. Um, Five minutes and he's got yeah. stats. I got, we- I got no web pages way. out. Got my double oh, screen. Right. Okay, I'm prepared, yeah. guys. I'm prepared. Sky Sports. <laughs> you know, I- I'm I'm available. Just saying. Um, <laughs> so three times as many men as women die by suicide. Men aged forty to forty nine have the highest suicide rates in the UK, and men report lower levels of life satisfaction than women, according to the government's National Wellbeing Survey. Now, and this is an interesting one. Men are less likely to access psychological therapies than women. Only 36% of referrals to NHS talking therapies are for men. Now, why do you think that is? Because people say there's, 
and there is less of a stigma these days, but like the whole, it, it, it gets to me this man up, this man up uh, mentality. It, it just winds me up. Like, I think the man, up, the man up mentality, just quickly before the, the boys jump in, I think it's, it's, it's a strange one because in football, like you will, like say now we're going to compare it to rugby, the classic comparison, comparing football to mm. rugby. They say, oh, men, rugby boys, they proper men, big hard men, footballers, they prance around all this, play acting and all that. But I think that has got a lot to do with it. That's sort of the comparison, comparing it one thing. I know I know it's the rules of the sport and things like that, but people, like it, it will get to you, all that comparison, all that sort of, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I, I suppose stigma, isn't it? The stigma of the yeah. game. Agenda, like... But uh, inter- interesting, you should compare. Sorry again, before before Garen jumps in. Um, <laughs> interesting, you should compare the rugby thing though, because like I I'm a big rugby fan as well. So like I won't really say I'm part of a rugby community. Like I don't play rugby. Like look at the size of me. Uh, I'd get I would <laughs> I would I would die if I played rugby. Um, but like so, but I've sort of I can sort of understand the mentality of the community. Like I'm a big fan. I'm part of it. I chat to other rugby fans, rugby players, and stuff, and. I honestly, if you had to tell, if I had to pick which, like, so, so like which, which of the communities, football or rugby is easier to sort of go, right, boys, look, I, I am suffering by it. Or, or for example, Gareth Thomas went a couple of years ago, I'm gay. And the entire rugby uh, like community was like, fine, sound. Yeah. I feel like the football community perhaps wouldn't be quite as easy to do that. No, no, not, no, not, that's not generally, not everybody, but I feel like there'd be more corners of the football community where it's difficult to accept these sort of things, like like male mental health and stuff, than it would in the rugby community. I feel like there's more of a man up mentality. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of pros and cons in both sports, really, isn't there? Like, I, I think, I, I know this is going to sound really silly, but the whole man up thing, I, I think a lot of people. I think the reason why a lot of men, sorry, don't go so much down the football route, even when they may well want to, is because they're worried about the whole man-up thing and they take the rugby route thinking, you know, I'm a man. This is how I was brought up. I'm a man. So they would get a better vibe, let's say, of being a man if they were to play rugby when really, as far as I'm concerned, I love my rugby. I love my football. It, it doesn't really matter. It, yeah. it doesn't make you more of a man regardless of what sport you play. Like, even... Like, I don't know. I th- I think a sport that women play more than men are, are things like netball and volleyball and all that kind of stuff. But if a man decided he wanted to even turn around and say, yeah, I want to play netball, I want to play volleyball, does that take away? I think like, I, he's less of a man. Or Yeah, I think if you're good at it and you've got a passion for it, yeah. crack on. If That's you a good point it, as well. If you That's enjoy really it, crack on. But like, yeah. in, t- in terms of this man up mentality, like, do you think it that 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 is the biggest problem in stopping people coming forward and saying, "Look, I am struggling." Like, of course, I think it is. To be honest, I I think so too. And like you know, like we're pretty close. Me, like us, uh, us three, aren't we? And I think like any of if any. I wasn't of you a slap in the face to Jordan, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> no, we've never actually met jordan like we yeah. are we are virtual friends through the podcast um <laughs> but like i like to think i mean jordan if you text me and said look i'm struggling i i, I give you a ring yeah. mate. i would um yeah 
you know, I, ju- I just think it, it's so important these days to talk. And 100%. we get in there. We get in there. But I, I, it's really interesting as well. Men aged 40 to 49 are the hi- highest suicide rates in the UK. That is a telling stat. Because I think yeah. our generation is starting to come around to the idea that it's okay. Like that, that whole, it's okay not to be okay. And I think our generation are starting to think, yeah, yeah, it's okay. I'm not feeling great. And that's all right but I'm going to tell somebody. Whereas I think that generation are still really within that manner. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. hundred um, percent. I mean, it really like not that long ago, like my mental health was on the floor. Like, and when I say it was on the floor, I mean, the whole reason why we're doing this podcast tonight, like it is to share like personal experiences and, you know, hopefully get the message across that, you know, if you do need to talk, then hundred percent, that is the best route to go down. Mm. It's the hardest thing to do is talking, is coming out about it. But once you've gone over that barrier, everything is, is half the battle. The minute you go and talk to someone, it's half the battle. Like I, like when my mental health was on the floor, I wanted out. Like I was done. I had enough. Like mm. that, that is my mentality. That's how I was back then. But I spoke to close friends, family, and if I'm honest, the difference that it makes, even just like getting things off your chest, it's 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 not something that's an overnight fix. But the long-term benefits of it is staggering, and I feel like the like the, the numbers you've got in front of you there, like with the with the suicide rates, if people were more open to talk than the whole man up thing like to be honest i'm exactly the same as all three of you i don't like the man up thing i i hate it it's not something that i approve of it's not something that i ever will approve of but those numbers would be a lot lower if people were willing just to talk it could be anyone and i've i've put out on my twitter page before like right in the middle of the pandemic people were struggling people were openly tweeting about how much they were struggling and i've said look if you need to talk please talk. I don't know you. Half the time, I, I would have never even seen them pop up, you know, but you don't want to see someone struggle. Mm, definitely. Uh, to be fair, to be fair, actually, I remember, I think I remember the tweet you sent there, but I was like, oh, do you know what? He's, he's, he's all right. He's a good guy, this guy, because like you, you're looking out for, you're looking out for the people who you don't actually know. You do can't stand it with Oh, no, but <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was like, yeah, say, actually that's changed my opinion of John Webber. He's all right, actually. But it was like I had him on Twitter, obviously, you know, because of the Swans community and whatever. But like it, it's stuff like that that makes you sit up and think, actually, do you know what? This guy actually he's a bit different. He does care. And you've got your following and things like that. Um, and he's actually know, got his face and his both pictures. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's a big one, isn't it? You know, like I haven't got like uh my my name isn't like Wonderful Woodman and I got Freddie Woodman like in my picture, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. you know I mean? like, <laughs> but you actually you actually do care, and it comes across that you do care, and like this sort of thing does make a difference to you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Like I I I have had a few people you know message me and say that they're struggling, and obviously I'm extremely grateful for that because it shows that in confidence someone can like yeah look at me and say yeah no I I'm gonna go and talk to this guy. You know, and any like obviously, I, I won't mention any names. I won't. I won't mention anything like that. Cause I, I feel like that kind of conversation obviously stays private. Yeah, you private, mean. don't it? Of course it does. But I, I, I put like one tweet out at the beginning of the pandemic, and I had a, f- a fair amount of people messaging me saying like, "Thank you ever so much." You know, like 
do you mind if I tell you what's going on right now? And the only reason... I'm sorry, out of interest, how many of the... Like, what was the percentage between, like, well, I say percentage, like, if you had to estimate a percentage, what would it be between, like, men and women or male female? I'll be honest with you, when it came to mental health, there wasn't one woman. It was all men. Really? Yeah. It was, like, and I, and I, I'm not saying... I'm not saying, like... Um, a woman didn't want to message me to talk yeah. about it because obviously again it goes back to the whole you're not ready to talk yet like that that may have been the case you know mm. a lot of people do take longer than others but there wasn't one woman who messaged that's... me in regards to the mental health it was do, just do you do you think that's more down to the fact that like i mean if i was going through stuff like i've like you know in our group we've got a lot of male friends and female friends and i think like depending on what i was going through what the situation was there's certain things i'd probably bring up with them and there's certain things where i'd ring ring you boys and be like oh boys look this is what's going on and you know i'm struggling like you know what i mean so yeah. i i think i think it does that that goes back though jordan to the man up mentality i feel like it's sort of like the, the man up mentality is it's not, you know, man up. Can't feel like that. But no. I think people have gone, oh, well, he's a man. And he said, it's okay for me to talk. So let's let's talk. I was thinking the same thing. I think it was because Jordan, like, you, you, you're you obviously, you're a bloke. You've got, you follow anything. All right, this guy, I know I can trust him. He's he's like, he, you know, you, you're really relatable in that kind of sense. Like, you're that kind of person. You're, you're just like the rest of them. And they thought to you, do you know what? Right, I can come to this guy because he's like me. He thinks like me. He support. He probably supports the same team as me, so he can relate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. And like obviously, when I had like more people in, like it, it kept on piling up. Like every other day, like there would be someone new that would message me saying, like, "Oh, I, I saw your tweet. Do you mind if I speak or whatever?" Like that to me. I I always wanted to help anyway. Like I always wanted to help someone that was struggling with their mental health because I I've, I've been there and I'm pretty sure you boys have as well. You know, we've all struggled struggled at some point. Whether if it could have been something minor or something hell of a lot worse, it it so something would have impacted you somewhere along in your life. And knowing that, and you know, I was putting it into practice, like knowing that I was helping people, that made me want to do it even more. You know, so yeah. the tweets then became more common. And the thing I hated about that was it, it kind of goes back like to the older generation. Like there's people saying like, you're tweeting this for likes and all this stuff. Really, I it doesn't matter what I tweet about at the end of the day. I've, ne I've never done it for likes. I've done it because that's how I feel. Like it's, Twitter is almost like a diary, isn't it? You're talking to a blank mm -hmm. wall, basically. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, so... Like, I, I, I actually care when people are struggling with their mental health. Like, that, that to me is, like, a big thing. So it doesn't have to be someone messaging me directly either. Like, if I see someone on my timeline and they say, no, you know, I'm really, like, really struggling, I'll go out, not go out of my way. That's the wrong term. But you get what I'm saying. I will go and message yeah. them just yeah, to yeah. check in. Um, yeah, you brought up, like, you know, the majority of people, particularly throughout the pandemic, like I think I was, I, I think I'm in quite a privileged, privileged position really where I've never like massively struggled with my mental health really. Like yeah. uh, all through uni, I was, I was great. I loved my time at uni, the pandemic hit. And I was like, I would, I wouldn't say I was like necessarily 
suffering with a mental illness or anything. I don't think I had depression or anything. I was just, I was like, whoa, I've never been this low before. Like never. And I think that's what you mean. Like the majority of people have gone through it. And like Garen, obviously, like, do you want to, do you want to just like chat? About yeah. Well, I was yeah. going to add, it, just now, like, it doesn't surprise me that the highest, was it like the highest age category was like in, around their forties. Cause obviously they were born a lot longer, uh, far back before us and the agenda back then obviously was like the man up agenda a lot more than it is now um but it really grills me up this because obviously i remember watching a video on um like the rock was talking like Dwayne johnson was talking to like this school about like mental health and depression stuff and he was saying like that he went through it badly when he was like in his like early 20s and stuff and like if you think about like the most manliest, muscliest person ever, you think of the rock, you know, let's be honest. Mm. And like even oh, he's yeah. gone through all that. So like a show like it's it shows that like it doesn't matter what you look like, what you do or anything, it's all in your brain. It's the mm. same with like people like Robin Williams and stuff. Like he had it all. He was like one of the best comedians, like best actors. And obviously he took his own life. And you think his life is perfect, you know what I mean? So it doesn't matter what's going on on the outside, it's all in your brain, like. Mm. And that's that's what I struggle to understand the whole man up mentality. It's like it is literally a chemical imbalance in the brain. Mm. It is literally like like it's it's a, it's an illness at times. You know, if it gets that severe, and if you had if you had like a stomach ache, and it was persistent, and it was really hampering you, you would go to the doctors no matter how exactly. much of a man you were. Yeah, yeah. Of course uh, so yeah. why is it any different going to seek help? Because of a chemical imbal- imbalance in the brain, it's yeah. and, in my and head, the thing, added, there's yeah. no difference. Yeah, and the thing is as well, like when they may obviously like you may speak, say in a joking way or whatever. Like if you know if you go, oh, I got a bad stomach, like you know, like you know, say for example, like you're on a night out, you know, you've had a, you've had a few, and you're like, oh boy, he's got to go to the toilet, like a bad stomach, and then it's like, oh man up. Yeah, like, I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense, does yeah. it? Do you know what I mean? No, it doesn't. You know what I mean? Like, I, just, but you take you take that as a joke, don't you? Yeah, like yeah. You, you take something like that as a joke, but you know, when it when it comes to your head, it's it's a completely different ball game. And I think some people get the two mixed up. Like, I think some people would use it in the same term as like as if you're on a night out and you're but you're you know something. Sorry, boys, but like if you're about to poop your guts up, and someone <laughs> goes, you know, man up. They would use that in the same term as like, oh, you know, I'm really struggling with my mental health, and they'd go, man up. They're two completely different scenarios at the end of the day, and both of them should be treated completely differently. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But I um, think as well, it's quite like, it's not a very thing, nice thing to talk about, but I think I'm, I'm really surprised that there hasn't been a big, uh, from what I know of anyway, I can't really remember, I might be correcting you, but of a footballer um, taking his own life, I could be wrong, but. I think I'm didn't so- um didn't just is it Justin Fash Fashionu is is it Fashionu was it Yeah, he took his own life. But um, I mean, it's 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 actually quite surprising that like how low the number is. I know that's bad, like quite like not nice thing to think about. But considering how much lately, especially the last like few weeks and months, I, like especially Twitter, I think like I love Twitter, but I think it's the worst place to be when you're like. A sportsman or like yeah. you know like yeah. a like a public figure because yeah. like like look for example like our players like Bangolo, Danda and everyone they've been like racially abused yeah. and like to Anzebi and things like that like you could literally have well Lowe's another good example you could literally turn into Messi for like 10 weeks straight have one bad game and then all of a sudden you're getting all these death threats from your yeah. supposed it's, fans it's like horrific yeah 
But then how does that affect, like, how would that affect their mental health as well? Like, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. I think a lot of people forget that, like, these footballers, and they're not, like, robots that that, that no, kept, they, they that kept they? in a factory and then brought back yeah. out on a Saturday. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're normal human beings. They... They wake up, have their breakfast. They've got families. They'll go they, like football is their job. Like they, they'll go to their place of work and then they'll come home. You know, they, they'll do the exact same things that we do. So mm-hmm. why should we treat their mental health, you know, any different? Like why, like you see Rashford. If Rashford has a bad game, yeah. and then all of a sudden, people are commenting like monkey emojis and stuff like that. And, and I think like wh- why, like, what, what, what? It grows as well. It's always the people who are hiding behind pictures as well. Like yeah. the net, like it's always the, f- the football Twitter like as well. I, but I, I think, I, I, I think that like, particularly over the last twelve months, when during a pandemic, it's just spiraled. Like we've seen moves us on quite nicely, to be fair. To, um, we were going to chat about sort of abusive players and stuff, and I wanted to highlight Marcus Madison, who um mm. cut his Bolton uh loan spell short the other day, and is actually considering just leaving football. And um, his statement said. Uh, this is a quote. Well, the football industry has eventually broke me. All the abuse, pressures, and monotony of the last two years has just got to me. I've tried to fit in and be happy, but if I can't be happy in a winning team, fighting for fighting for promotion is clearly something deeper. I'm returning home to think: Do I want to play football anymore? As it just doesn't bring me any joy at all. The fact that that has not been front page or back page news that a that a professional footballer yeah. has been There's driven out of the game by abuse. I don't know. I don't know why that is not front page news. Yeah, I've got to be honest with you. Like that, I this is the first I've heard of it, and the 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 sad thing is, Marcus Madison is probably a boy who I'm assuming if you become a football player, football's been your life for yeah. like a good majority of it. You've grown up playing football. You've you've played football for. Like right the way through the young ages, right the way through till you're a professional footballer. You know, football is just your life. So, do you know how old he is? He's got well. He's got, I, think I don't know. I don't know who he is. Yeah, like he's given up a lot of his life to become. There we are. A lot so, of his social life to become a footballer. Like twenty-seven years old. Like Alex just said, now he's pretty much entering his peak. And at his peak, he's thinking of just you know all that work over the years. Yeah, I'm. I'm just going to let it go because it's just not worth it. Now, if that doesn't speak volumes of how much it can affect a footballer's mental health, then I don't really know what will. Mm, definitely, I think respect him as well for speaking out. Like with yeah, him, clearly something deeper. It doesn't bring me joy. Like respect him for speaking out because I think if we've seen anything over the last two days with all this Super League nonsense, mm-hmm. it's that football and football fans in particular. When it matters, rivalries are aside, competition is aside, and it is as cheesy as it sounds. It is a community. It's it a, really football's is. a religion. Like, yeah, yeah. Most people like, honestly, it, it, it is, but like... but it it's a community, and it's the mm-hmm. kind of community that is is starting to move towards it. Actually, like it, in the past, it's been really bad for it, but it's starting to move towards when people like Marcus Madison come out and say, "Look, I am struggling." Is starting to become a community which which sort of wraps their arms around them and goes, look, look, we ain't going to allow this to happen anymore, and mm-hmm. we're getting there. And it is, it's getting there. It's, it's, it down, it's, it's the only whether thing it wants to. The only problem I have with it is that, especially on places like Twitter or Instagram or anything like that, um, 
I don't know whether a few boys will agree with me on this, but I'll use Madison for an, ex- for an example. Now, obviously, he's come out and spoken openly about how he feels about football. Now, fans will turn around and be like, look, we're all here for you, Marcus, et cetera, et cetera. They'll all do that. But then I just know five days later, Bolton could be playing a game. Let's say Madison didn't cut his dawn short. Bolton could be playing a game. He'll miss a penalty and then it'll go back to exactly how it was before. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I feel I, that goes for every club bit. as well, I think. Then it? it goes, yeah, it goes yeah, for everything. Club. everything. I feel we're not doing enough. Like we, we are going in the right direction, I guess. You know, like there are there is more of a community, like you said, but it's still not enough. And we are a way off of that in in helping. Not well. I'm not. I'm not going to call them footballers. Like they are. They are people. At the end of the day, they are people. Like they fall into the bracket of everyone's mental health. At the end of the day, and we we are yeah. a long way off of that. Sadly, it's like it's. It's. I hate to bring it up, but like, like we talked about on Minarchy's podcast last week, the impact of social media, and it, it's, mm. it's. It's the obviously social media side is like it's obviously not good for sport. Because, I mean, just look, like, all examples you've just given out here, like, social media side of sport is terrible. Like, obviously, the, the news and everything, obviously, is sound, but, like, it's, it's when people, and everyone has an opinion on one platform, and there's nothing stopping you say whatever you want to say. Like, it's not going to go well, is it? Let's be honest. Do you, do you, right, there's a question for you boys now. Do you think that, you know, when the Swans had that break from social media, like the players had a break from social media, the the actual account yeah. itself had a break from social yeah, media. Yes. So when when they're all on social media, like I'm not saying they shouldn't be, like at the end of the day, you, you know, they're, they're like every other normal human being, you pay your phone contracts, you want to use the stuff, like, do you know what I mean? But yeah. the minute they come off social media, you know, they, and they take them take away themselves from this, well, let's be honest, social media these days is toxic, but it can be at times. They go and win two games and they're playing the football of their lives. Like it's almost like as if they've kind of distracted social media. And then when they go back on social media, the phone kind of just tips back to exactly how it was. Now I don't know whether if that's something that is just a really mad coincidence, but do you think that obviously plays into it? I think it does a little bit. Yeah. I, I think it does. I, I, like I'm said, not saying quickly, not, oh, I was just gonna say quickly, just it's either a bizarre coincidence. That as soon as they remove themselves from Twitter and Instagram and all that, they suddenly, you know, you could see they were playing more together. They were, you know, the, the but, te- they looked like more of a team. And then the minute they jump back on, I'm not saying that it was the sole reason we lost against, um, uh, oh my gosh, what did we have yesterday? QPR. Um, QPR. QPR. There we are. I'm not saying the sole reason we lost against QPR, but, you know, things but like I, a, the players will be like, oh, if I miss, if I miss this chance or if I don't, you know, Wayne Routledge missed three chances yesterday in the first half. I wouldn't put my money against a case saying that he probably received a little bit of a boost on Twitter afterwards. But oh, definitely, I, definitely. It's, it's no, it's no surprise really that they're playing better, they're feeling better about themselves, having not read a constant stream of crap about them every single day. Yeah. It's so like it comes it under the it's same. Like, it's like the same thing, and you know when you see a team, or more often than not, when you see a team relegated, if they've already relegated, they got a few games left, and they're just like, "Oh, we're going to wherever, we're relaxed." They play better. It's yeah. almost like the players going to Atano thinking like I know they're not going to say dramatically crap, but they're going to Atano thinking like I can just do my best for you, and no matter what, so I'm not going to get a boost online when I come off that pitch and go yeah. on my phone. Do you know what I mean? Well, they're not going to see it anyway. No. So yeah, yeah it's um, I think it's uh, definitely, definitely uh, 
a, a factor. But I, I just quickly, I was, I was speaking to my mother actually, and it was about the Super League, and it was, I think it was yesterday. It must have been yesterday because she said to me, "Oh, it's good, you know, the Super." She's not, a, you know, as, as you know, my mother's not a massive, yeah, <laughs> big up player. But um, she's not a massive Super, you know, a football fan. She didn't really follow. She just knew because it was on the news, and I was complaining about it. But she said, "Oh, there's good about the Super League." I said, "Yeah, but the thing is, if they put half as much effort into tackling." Racist abuse yeah. into tackling, like you know, um, the the men's mental health side, you know, in football. Even half the amount of effort and, and money they put into it, I think football would be a much better place. I completely yeah, agree. 100%. I completely like, agree. Like for that, for two days, all I had on Twitter, I get scrolled on my timeline. All it would be is about the Super League. Super League, Super League, Super League. All everything. We've seen a prime example though of, like I said, how the football community can come together to stop or to fix an issue and. Yeah, yet we've still got all these issues, and it just proves yeah, exactly. Like, so it can. What, what, be done. what do they really care about? What do they really care about? It can be done, and I, th- it, I think it shows how low uh, football is at the moment. I, and I know that sounds really silly to say, but I think it does show how low football is in this day and age at the moment. When one, you know, one solid outcome, all of a sudden outweighs so many bad things that are still going on in football. Yes. Like everyone now thinks like, oh, it's the beautiful game, blah, blah, like they call it, but it's not, is it? There's still so many things alongside it for something that lasted two days. Like, I, I don't know. It, yeah. I, it just doesn't make sense to me personally. I feel like oh, if you said, right. I feel like if you said, like obviously it never happened, but I feel like if you said, if they know, for example, all the team came together and said, right, we need to stop this racial abuse of voice like football, and like I said, it's never happened, but a voice football's cancelled. You'd literally see that exact what you've just seen the last two days come up yeah. all of a sudden for racism. And it's, a, it's just a bit like, well, you're saying like to stop racism, but you're, you're sharing, you're, the other day, obviously not going to say, but like I saw people on Twitter share like the stop racism stuff, you know, this one's done the, um, like stay off for a week. And the exact same account that would abuse the player then the week after when he plays bad. I'm like, well, what's the point of doing that? You're, like, you're contradicting yourself and it's just, you're just part of the problem. Like, It's interesting I, how we've been speaking about racism alongside mental health as well. So Yeah, it, it like, comes under one, I think. It, 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 it does, it doesn't, it doesn't because for, for the black pay, for a black player, if they're already suffering from, you know, mental health issues, depression, anything at all, and then on top of that, they're getting racism, where does it leave them? Yeah. You know, like, like who knows what um, Marcus Madison was going through before he was getting all that abuse. Yeah. 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 That's the thing. That, that goes back Wait, to what you were saying. Ask, yeah, go on. Because I'm not familiar with him. Is, is Marcus Madison black? Or is he no, white? No, he's white. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. Well, that, that proves my wrong. But, but I, I guess my point no, still stands yeah, so, Your point still stands, though. Like, you, like, it goes back to what Jordan was saying. It is, is that at the end of the day, these are human beings. Like... I wouldn't just hurl abuse at somebody in the street because I don't know. Yeah. Well, A, because it's utterly abhorrent to do so. And also, it's like, you don't know what that person's going through. That's who we get on, that's who we get online, though, is there's keyboard warriors at the stage. Yeah, isn't it? and like, they, they see people who wouldn't, who wouldn't call them out if you've seen them in the street. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. They'd probably ask them for a photo if they've seen yeah. them in the street. Yeah. I, I honestly think um, one of the best ways going forward have an identity like connected to your, your like Twitter account, Instagram account, because it's like, let's be honest, it's so easy to type in, I don't know, Mark Gurhi on Google, grab a photo, put it as your picture, and then you're at being, I don't know, like, I don't know what these um, 
keyboard warriors call, call themselves these days. I, I don't know what, what would they call it, like f- football Twitter, bloody glorious Gurhi or whatever it may be. I don't yeah. know, like like that. That is basically. But those are the type of accounts that it comes from. Is what is what I'm saying. Like they have no yeah. identity. Like what if they were to be forced, like when they sign up to Twitter, to put in like an identity. I'm not. I'm not asking to put your driver's license or something like that on there, but something that connects it to you. So like if you are being racist or whatever it may be, you know exactly who that person is. Yeah, yeah. I completely agree. To be fair, I'm all for a driver's license. I'm all for proof of ID when you create a. Create a social media. What account. is the age minimum to sign up for Twitter? Absolutely no idea. No I idea. I think it's about. I I'm mean, sure I, it's I got it when I was about 15. I did, but it I mean, it, don't, it doesn't matter. No. Um, my sister got banned. Actually, my sister got banned off Twitter because she joined before she was too old. So I think I think it's 13. You've got to. Be. I thought you were going to say because she was abusing players. Um. So we've sort of talked about the bad stuff. Um. Shall we? Should we sort of end on a nice note and chat about what football can do positively, what it does positively? Because I don't, I mean, we've chat, I feel like a broken record because I've said this loads of times, but during the three or four months in the first lockdown where we had no football, I did not know what to do with myself. I was going to stare, <laughs> and that first game back was like the light at the end of the tunnel. It yeah. was beautiful to have it back. Um, so I've I, never I, been so excited to watch Sheffield United versus Arsenal. I know, as well. <laughs> yeah, that's that was but, uh, a controversial game as well. But it was, it was just, it really hit home how, I mean, it is just every weekend, and it? it's just something to do, like you know, sit down. Oh, it makes me happy, you know. Mm. Watch a football, have a have a beer, and you're happy. It's just the it's the dependency, but put that up then. Debatable. It's like um, it's it's um, it's good and bad, and it sometimes like mostly bad at the moment with a slot. But <laughs> like yeah, for example, la- the end of last season when like we we smashed red in last day, like and like I remember me, Alex, and only Ben went out in the car, and like you just you just on a high, like you know, speaking to the playoffs last game of the season. But obviously, like I said, it has its bad points as well. But it's like stuff like that, like when we got promoted, when we won the cup. It's just little things, even like as small as like. When we done the like, if you beat a big team like back in the prem, we used to normally turn up and play well against the big teams. Like go home after watch us after watching Swans Liberty beating United. Do you know what I mean? Like you'd you'd mm-hmm. be set for the rest of the weekend. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, Jordan, you were last time you were on the podcast. You were talking about how sort of growing up, um, the astroturf was your sort of like escape, and like we really liked that. Like I, well, I, I did. It really resonated with me in terms of yeah, like how. It, it, it still is to not, not the astrative, obviously, but like sort of football is <laughs> is sort of the escape though. Like you know that hard week in in uni or in work or whatever, whatever you know, whatever whatever you do. Yeah, and, I, um, I. No, go on. Sorry, no, go on, mate. Go on. I just say like football. You know, you look forward to the football on the weekend, don't you? After a hard week, so go on. Yeah, of course you do. I like, and I'm, I think that goes for all age ranges. Like even if you're in school. You always talk about your mates like, oh, you know, football on the weekend, whether if you're playing or watching. Like for me, I used to love doing both. That that's the thing that got me through every week in school or every week in work. Like literally only the other day I, I was asked to go join a football team and I've gone and done it because I just really enjoy football. You know, like I and plus it keeps you fit as well. And I think one of the things that 
I didn't realise till not so long ago what football does for you. The, the network that you can gain from it as well is unbelievable. Like, I'm not just talking friends, yeah. but like the, the, the people you meet as well, obviously, can open up so many different opportunities in life for you as well, just through football. And it, it, to be honest, like it's one of the reasons why I'm going back into it. Like, I, I absolutely miss playing 11 side football. And the people that you can meet through it, like some of them, even when I started playing football for my first team, you know, shout out Morrison Town, like, you know, we weren't great, but we were right. Um, One more shout out for the podcast, we love Morrison Town. <laughs> <laughs> but there's people that I met there. I, I remember my first training session as a kid, I walked and I knew absolutely no one, but I go out drinking with these guys now. And like, I, I go yeah. out drinking and I still keep in touch. And when you, when you take something away like football, when it's been a big part of your life for, you know, I, I don't really know how many years. I, Forever. I, yeah, like football has been a thing for me ever since I could walk. So, like for me, like going back to the AstroTurf, that was the thing that I really looked forward to every single weekend was just grabbing a football and just going for the day. And that would be my, my week set. No one I had a good like a good laugh with the boys on the AstroTurf on that weekend, that would get me through anything for the rest of the week, like in like, like yeah. in school, absolutely anything. So I think the other thing that annoys me, like I see signs whenever you walk out and about, oh, no ball games. No ball games. Why? Why not? No. Like it's, it's nowhere near, you know, I can understand if it says no ball games and there's like a road right next, next to it. Like I totally get that, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're putting people in danger, but... If it's like a massive field or anything, it's like no ball games. Why not? Like that, that, that can make a serious dis- difference to a lot of people. Picking up a football, going down there, not having a single worry in the world. And just, again, like I said on the last podcast, it's just an escape from everything. Just go and enjoy. And that sets you up completely for the rest of the week. I don't know why. I, I, like, I don't understand why I see more Playing. signs like that. Playing football, especially, and watching it is like therapy in a way. It literally is. It is. Yeah. It is hundred percent. Until it's wrong. Yeah. Don't be wrong. And then you yesterday. Yesterday weren't therapy. I need therapy after yesterday. I passed my mind back to when we were talking about DT. Um, was it DT? I can't remember. Oh no, uh, Claude. Was it Claude? Yeah. 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 And we were saying about, you know, how sad it was and things like that. But you've got to remember that the Premier League or the league or Liga, Bundesliga, whatever, any league, it's it's like a, an, a mission. Like a, you have to accomplish it by the end of the season. There's always a goal. There's always an objective for the players and for the fans. As a fan, we want to see our team do well and we follow it and we invest our money and we we put our time into it, everything. And we want to see the results at the end. So it's, it's like... Because I know a lot of people who've got depression, it's because they've got nothing to look forward to. Some yeah. sometimes, anyway. I don't, I don't know for um, for everybody, but a lot of times, they're sort of like stuck in a kind of the same routine, nothing to look forward to, is the same thing every day, and they think, well, what's the point? But with with football, like like Leicester, right? Nobody saw that coming the year before, did they? No. They all thought, no. oh, it's finished. You know, we're probably going to suffer another year, and then they go and win it. But that's what football can do. It can so it can change people. It can pick the, you know, pick them. I don't. I'm trying to. I, I know what you're saying. I I, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. I know. I know what you're saying. It, it, it's got the ability to lift you. It's something. Yeah. It's something that can. It's like galvanizing everybody yeah, to get. It's yeah. Yeah. I bring you together and push you towards the same goal, whether you're you're actually playing the sport or not. 
Yeah, mm. I, no, I completely agree with you. I know what you're trying to say. Um, obviously, it was really sad what happened to Paul. Obviously, things got on top of him, and you know he was in that that spotlight anyway. He was a public figure. And again, it goes back to exactly what you said, Al. Like things just got on top of him, and that's that's not football's fault. Like if anything, if you, if you look at Claude's situation. By, by the looks of it, it looked like he had a bit going on in his personal life. But what hap- what would happen if he didn't have football? Like, what if he, what exactly. if he done, what if he done I, something I think, like that a lot sooner? I think, exactly. I, I think though, like, like a, you know, crucially, I think Claude was someone who obviously felt he wasn't able to speak out. And I think that's given, given the amount of outpouring of, like, love and tributes and stuff when he passed away, he was a guy who definitely would have been okay to speak out people would have been yeah yeah, yeah it's fine. the, the it's network fine. the and network that guy had yeah and i think yeah. that's really sad and i think you know if anyone is listening to this and they're going through something um just speak out because you know that claude is one too many and it's just yeah. that happens to people every day i, I wasn't um, i haven't i haven't really watched loads of af tv but i'm sure claude is one of the more likable ones as well like through like the awesome community i think he was a more like like the fans really like yeah. talk to him a lot, I think. And like I watch videos of him, and like he, he just like going off like what you said. I think it might have come down like a little bit to um like the man up agenda, and it's just like it's just sad in it because he just feels like he can't talk about it, so he'll have to yeah. just take his life. Obviously, that's if that what's happened. Obviously, we don't know for sure. But. Yeah, we we're not quite sure, but it seems seems to be the way. Um, but I mean, we've covered sort of the good and the bad. Um. It's, there's quite a lot of bad at the moment, I think, but I think yeah. we're on the road. We're on the way to getting there where everybody is sort of accepting that it's, it's fine. It's fine or not to be all right. And yeah. um, I mean, you can, I, I've, I mean, I, 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 well, I've got the Samaritans number up. If anyone is listening to this, um, 116-123, give them a ring, please. Because you are not on your own. Um, our page, I mean, at Send Them Off Podcast, drops a message. I swear. Like, Lewis, love pages. Yeah. I'm sure the you know Jordan said, Garin, I know you're. Oh yeah, I, like I said, I put um, I put on Facebook like it would have been over a year ago, which is mad. But... Yeah, um, yeah. I I'm I'm pre- pretty much just going to add everything you you three have just said. Now, like I'm as well as the three of you can probably tell, I'm a lot more active on Twitter than I am on any other social media platform but anyone that and it goes for you, you three as well like anyone that listens to the podcast my username is my name and 96 at the end like if you ever need anything it doesn't matter whether it's minor or it's something extremely something that you think is, is extremely bad but it's fixable because I, I we, we've, we've all been there please just drop it's, a it's message never nothing it's no, never yeah. unfixable yeah, yeah, a, pro- yeah. a problem shared is a problem halved at the end of the day. So oh, please yeah, don't, uh, don't, don't hesitate. Just please message me, and it obviously like, I will, I will help. It sounds really cliche, but genuinely, like coming from experience, you think it doesn't change much. But honestly, speaking, speaking out is literally that's the start of like going uphill. Like genuinely, like oh, yeah. I remember. Um, I still remember the day it was my mom I told for this. I rung you and I was actually in tears in the car, like and literally from there it's just got better and better. So honestly, just just talk, like. 
is a good place to leave it just talk yeah. is well again it's a cliche but it, it is all right not to be all right um yeah. and our dms are open but well, that goes for all four of us and the podcast page um yeah. thank you for joining us uh been a little bit heavy but um it's been an important Don't topic which i feel like we we wanted to talk about this for a while and it's something we wanted to do um if you want to hear more about Garen's experience as well their podcast is in my opinion podcast and they've done an episode about it and it was it was a fantastic episode um it, it moved me to be honest um and uh yeah so go give that a listen um but thank you for listening uh we hope you have a good week uh we'll see you next week i'm not quite sure what we've got uh next week yet. big thanks um, to the boys for joining again yeah, thank you garen thank well, you happy to be on thank yeah, you yeah. For, thank you for coming yeah back. no Pleasure's all mine, boys. I hope you enjoyed your night out, Jordan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You'll be rough tomorrow now, we will. It's, it's not over yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, cheers for coming back, boys. Uh, probably have you, probably yeah, you again on the podcast at some point. Uh, firm friends of the podcast now. We, we it, Me and Alex are made friends as a first, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, thank you for joining us. Uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, cheers. Ta-ra. Yeah, take care all.